Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am so excited tonight as we have the vocalist Jeremy Ray and drummer David Pepilardo from the hard rock metal band Silent Seizing coming on momentarily to join us, and we are going to promote their new EP titled The War Within, Volume 1, which is going to drop tomorrow. So it's going to be a really great treat tonight for all their fans. We're going to debut one of their new songs off the album, so it's going to be a first listen for you all. So I hope everyone who's tuning in is uh, ready to get some new music. It's been a little bit of time. They've put out some singles, and we'll talk a little bit about that momentarily. But uh, this is going to be a really great six-song EP. It is tomorrow that it's coming out, and I've had a chance to preview it in its entirety, and it sounds phenomenal. So everyone is going to really enjoy what they hear tonight. Before I bring them on, I always do a brief introduction. It's been a while since I've hosted a show, so I'm so excited to bring Silent Season back on again and promote these guys. They've always been great guests, and it's my pleasure to support them. A little bit of background, I started the show several years ago, created it primarily just to focus on supporting people in the entertainment industry. I know how difficult it can be out there these days and how challenging it can be. So people like myself and others out there that are doing this, I know the artists greatly appreciate it. On my show, I've interviewed comedians, mostly musicians, filmmakers. I've amassed over 225 really in-depth, unique storytelling type of shows. That's what I like to equate my interview to. It's um, really delving into the life story. We're not just kind of throwing out some cookie cutter questions. Of course, we ask some basic stuff that everyone does, but, you know, it's more of really a conversation I'm having with the artists, and it's something people really enjoy. So if you're interested, check out uh, the interviews I have. They're all available on iTunes or the Blog Talk site, and you can download any of them for free. I also briefly mentioned I do have a doctorate degree in clinical psychology, but my show is purely just doing an interview. We do not go into uh, any type of treatment and or diagnosis-related types of topics. Um, there is sometimes general psychological content. If it's relevant to the conversation, we might address. But again, it's in a very edu- educational format, so to speak. So if you're tuning in, create a Blog Talk Radio by going to blogtalkradio.com. And if you want to call in, the number is 805-243-1320. Okay, so let's do an introduction for silent season, and then I'll bring them on. So these guys have formed... Nearly a decade ago, um, in 2012, they released their debut album titled Breaking Me Down, featured the hit single Chance, which made it to the number one spot on Music Choice's metal channel within a week of its release. They followed up with three additional hit singles, including Us All, The Negative, and Stars. You can check them out on uh, YouTube. There's some lyric videos, and Stars has an actual uh, video for it. The music has been featured on Sirius XM Radio, Octane, and a plethora of FM stations, Music Choices Rock Channel, as well as their Metal Channel, as well and also Loudwire's weekly playlist. These guys have toured with some major national acts such as Seven Dust, Ten Years, Gemini Syndrome, and Twelve Foot Ninja, to name a few. And as I mentioned, we're going to give you their history tonight. We're going to get into their new EP, The War Within, Volume One. Download it now. In terms of you can pre-order it, or you can wait till tomorrow when it is going to be available digitally on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. All right, so let's bring David and Jeremy on. Okay, who do we have here? Hey, Carrie. This is Jeremy. 
Hey, how are you, Jeremy? Okay, hold on one second. How are you? Good. And hey, welcome, Carrie, David, too. David. Hey, how are hey, you doing, how Carrie? You doing? Good. How are you Great, guys? Thank you. Awesome. And just so it's an inside joke that I have with silent season, but all the time is set and everything looks good. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Great. <laughs> I had a lot of paranoia. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. My OCD, all good. My OCD was playing out the past couple of days, checking and checking and checking to make sure it was solidified. <laughs> so, okay. So let's, uh, I know we've done, you know, an interview with you guys a long time ago, but it was so funny. I'm looking back in my notes yesterday, my database where I keep track of everything. And really the last time we did, you know, a full in-depth interview on the basis of albums, so to speak, was when I met you guys first back in 2012. So, you know, since then I've had you guys on and we did more of a behind the scenes music with the singles, which I think was a really cool addition to my show to bring people on when you're just putting out a single here and there. So, you know, let's bring it back a little bit to, you know, when I first met you guys in 2012 and we're, we'll delve into your history and then bring us up to date with the current EP. Yeah, I mean, good? we. Yeah, that sounds okay. great. <laughs> so here, I'll, I'll I'll help you out. I'll give you the first. Uh, we'll help get the story rolling, so to speak. So okay. yeah, let's let's go back and forth a little bit. You know, tell us, the audience, each about you know yourselves as a kid growing up. Bring in some interesting things if you were into sports. You know, something that people might not know about you. And then, of course, we'll start delving into how you got involved in music. Dave, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, Carrie, like you said, um, we started uh, with our interview back in 2012 with Breaking Me Down. And, um, you know, previously to that, um, Jeremy and I had played in a few bands together um, throughout the New England scene. And uh, Mm -hmm. we came together in 2008 um, with the mission to start a band uh, that we felt would represent, you know, what's out there um, in the current state of music. And at the time, um, a lot of the music venues were closing, um, radio stations were dwindling, and, um, you know, the bands that we love and grew up on um, had faded. In a sense, they were all breaking up, and, um, you know, it was a very tough time for rock. So we found and identified a need to get out there. And, um, you know, so Jeremy and I came together literally at a Wendy's with a blueprint um, to start Silent Season. And um, okay. then from there, um, you know, we brought Brendan in. And uh, throughout the course of the years, we had a, a couple of lineup changes. But uh, then Anthony came into the picture as well. And, um, you know, we decided to create this sound that we felt, um, you know, represented the times of rock music and, um, you know, what people were looking for. And also it's what we felt was right for us and the sound we wanted to go for, you know, um, recording cool. with all different kinds of producers and whatnot. Cool. So let's do it. And I'll, I'll go back to my question a little later because this is – I like the direction you're going right now. It was a little bit different, but that's fine. I'll pull it in later on. So how did you guys meet? So you, you met at a Wendy's, like you said, and you sit down, and let's kind of, you know, take the audience as though they're sitting with you. Where did you guys meet individually and you decided to hook up and say, hey – you know, something's missing in the music scene. Was it through, um, like you said, just through general bands in terms of you guys playing out at bars and you just met each other that way? Or did you know each other from high school, for example? Did you go to school together? You know, tell us a little bit about that. 
Um, so, yeah, uh, Dave and I, actually, we were in two separate bands to begin with. Um, I was in a band called Another Sight, and Dave was in a band called Apathetic. And we were both playing in the same, um, you know, uh, clubs and the scene and whatever. And um, and then, you know, those kind of fell apart, those bands. And um, Dave and I had actually ended up joining in a band together um, with two uh, two other people from our music scene. And um, and then that started to just kind of fall apart as well. So that's when basically Dave and I were like, well, you know, we want to do music together because we really liked each other's styles. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we wanted to start our own project. And that's basically how that came about. Okay, cool. And and talking about your own styles, I mean, again, you guys are definitely rock, modern, you know, some metal, new metal, which is, it's great. All of your stuff is just spot on in terms of that genre if people are into that, which is amazing. What type of bands, you know, reflecting back again, really young, like elementary school, middle school, like were you guys into rock back then? You know, what did you guys gravitate towards that got you interested in, in this type of genre? Um, I mean, I think some of the bands specifically specifically for me um that got me into this were like Creed and uh and mm-hmm. Stained. I listened to a lot of that way back in the day. <laughs> and before Definitely. that I, I had listened to a lot of like um Motown and like hip hop stuff because that's where um my mom really came from. She really liked that kind of music, so it was an interesting uh change in music for me. <laughs> cool. And and while you're talking about that, just we'll pull something interesting in if there's anything else you can expand upon. Was your mom involved in music at all? Was she someone who, you know, just liked to sing around the house or at a more serious level played an instrument or had any background? No, my mom, my mom, she doesn't really, she's not a very uh, musically inclined person, but she always used okay. to play music around the house. And, um, you know, I, nice. I just grew up listening to music a lot, so. Okay, okay. Um, and then as time went on, like you said, in terms of, you know, like kind of the 90s rock, I mean, in the early 2000s, I mean, that's it's a shame that, you know, that stuff isn't around as much anymore. Um, there's still great stuff around, but, you know, I do miss that type of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of there was a lot of great bands that were in the early nine or late nineties to two thousands, mm-hmm. early two thousands that definitely inspired a lot of bands today. That's for sure. Definitely. And what about you, Dave? Reflecting back again, you know, more your younger years before you kind of you know got older and decided, hey, this is you know this is the genre I'm interested in. What was making you gravitate towards um, this style of music? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, in the 90s and the grunge era, um, I really enjoyed, you know, I think my first CD was a Smashing Pumpkins CD. Um, nice. You know, listening to Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins. I mean, I was a big fan of King's X, you know, one of the most underrated bands, in my opinion, that should have been a huge band um, mm-hmm. during the grunge era, or even, you know, they were like late 80s, actually, now that I think of it. But still, though, they're all kind of traveling in that group, you know, the Nixons, um, which actually the drummer from the Nixons plays with Seether now, um, those kinds of bands, you know, it started getting more aggressive towards, like Jeremy said, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. And when Korn hit the scene, I think they were on MTV, uh, MTV TRL. I came home from, you know, school. I turned it on and I said, what is this? You know, rap and (laughs) 
metal and rock and all infused. I'm like, right. oh, my God, this is crazy. I like it. You know what I mean? And then from there, all these bands came out, you know, Disturbed, um, uh, yeah. 40 Below Summer. Um, Ch- Chevelle started making a big push at this sound, even though they were around for a little bit previously. Um, you know, so all those bands really defined this era of hard rock um, that really, you know, got me interested in wanting to play this kind of music, excuse me, music, just because of the style and how they wrote the songs to the breakdowns and the bridges and the heavy aggression, but also the melodic piece to the choruses sure. and the, the memorable hooks. And that's really what led me um, in that direction um, to really wanting to play the style of music and also do something contemporary on top of it for the uh, the, uh, the generation that we were in. Okay. And similar to, to Jeremy, do you have anyone, you know, in your family that might be creative in the entertainment industry, whether it's music or even acting or, you know, anyone, do you have any siblings? You know, tell us a little bit about that just to let the audience get to know you guys. Sure. Um, oh. I come from a – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dave can go, um, and then Jeremy can piggyback. No problem. I, I come from um, – you know, our very musical-driven family. My father was the one that actually got me into music. He was a bass player um, for a big band um, back in the 70s in the Boston circuit. Uh, he was in a couple of bands, uh, um, Stage Fright and then Easy Action, and they um, played all over the place, the Paradise, the Ratskella, all these famous wow. Boston clubs. He actually opened for the Cars the night they got signed to Elektra. And, wow. um, you know, he was, yeah, he was friends with Ben Orr. He was friends with... Dave Robinson, um, all those guys, and, uh, you know, um, you know, and he also knew the Aerosmith guys, he played with, you know, they would jam, they all hung out, they'd go to the same parties, he was on BCN back in the day, my dad's band, ZLX, um, so just, he played bass, and just seeing him be that role model to all the stuff that he used to do is how I mirror and see myself and what I'm doing to date, you know what I mean? So he was able to really get me behind the drums and pick up this passion for what I do today, and uh, that really mm-hmm. kind of boosted my confidence. And then I I have a cousin, um, Rhea, who was also on The Voice a few seasons ago on Team Blake. Really? And then, you know, yeah, yeah. So I, I got all sorts of family members that are involved with music, and I think it's a great thing. Yeah, and real quick is um wait I was gonna ask you something else real quick in terms of uh I'm losing it right now I can't think oh do you have any siblings you know any siblings that are involved in music or just any siblings in general I do not I'm actually an only child <laughs> oh okay and I'm sure yeah. maybe in 2012 we we visited that but it's been a while okay yeah okay. yeah and yeah. last and last question and then we'll punt over to Jeremy um why the sure. drums like what was it about you know your dad's playing you know, kind of guitar based type of instrument, so to speak. What what made you, you know, move towards the drums as your passion? Yeah, um, you know, being the rhythm section, right, with the bass and drums. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always, my mother said when I was really young, um, she put out the pots and pans and I would start playing them. And um, from there, you know, my dad figured, well, maybe we need to turn this into something. And uh, he, you know, my family 100% supported me. My dad got me my first kit, and um, I forgot what year it was. I was like five, right? And uh, right. I was jamming, and, yeah, it was a great thing, and we would jam together, and I just picked it up, you know, because I'm in between 
I, I took lessons, and I'm also just self-learned, you know, um, mm-hmm. just t- teaching myself different beats and whatnot. And just from there, it just kind of took off, and it, it was it was I was I wasn't gonna look back. And ever since cool. then, I've just been learning and creating more from there. Great. Yeah. No. Again, both of you are phenomenal at what you do. Um, so going back to you now, Jeremy, in terms of some of the questions I asked Dave, do you have any, you know, any direct family members, like immediate, like brothers or sisters that are involved in music or any relatives? No, um, I actually didn't have anybody who was um, remotely musically inclined in my family. <laughs> and uh, I'm an only child, so, um, so yeah, I don't have any brothers or sisters that were doing it. But uh, I did... I did end up doing um, a boys' chorus when I was a kid, um, which I think really kind of probably stemmed all of this for me um, as far as singing. Um, I was really into that. Uh, I probably did it from uh, elementary school to middle school, um, and uh, that really stemmed my whole vocal, um, you know, the whatever, my, <laughs> my skills for it or, you know, whatever, sure. the whole thing. Um, and then I had friends that were playing in bands, um, you know, as I was in, uh, high school and I kind of got jealous of, you know, that I wanted to do that kind of thing. And I didn't really know how to play any instruments and no one was really too concerned with having a vocalist because I think they had vocalists in all the bands. So I ended up playing bass and, um, learning guitar as well and just kind of going from there. Great. Right. Okay. So interesting, and that's kind of you know just again just interesting to see that you're both only child children, so to speak. You know what I mean? And then you meet each other, and you have the same genre interests, and you know you guys get along great. You've been together for so long now. You know what I mean? Which I think is a huge piece to keep that core of the you know project or the band together. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, despite a despite a couple of lineup changes, for the most part, you know you guys have been pretty solid in terms of you know, having a general lineup, so to speak. You know, there's been some, you know, a member here and there that's kind of come in and out, but it hasn't been that rotating door, you know, that you see with a lot of bands. So, I mean, that's that's something to say for you guys in terms of your work ethic and just, you know, overall genuine nice people. Absolutely, yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so you guys, right, you're pursuing music now. This is definitely something you guys want to you know, further develop and hopefully even push towards a career in it. In the meantime, you know, just thinking about when you guys were growing up, you know, getting out of high school and stuff, you know, share with us what type, some types of jobs you had or work you did while you guys are focusing on also, you know, trying to make this band, you know, a reality and, and get it to that next level. And then also pull in where you went to school and, and what you do for a living now. And then we'll start to, you know, push forward with the actual coming together of the silent season band. So it's actually kind of funny because when Dave and I were in the band together before Silent Season, we were um, we were both college students, and we were trying to work at the same time and trying to do this whole music thing. And uh, the people that we were in a band with at the time were kind of um, they were the uh, the party type, and they mm-hmm. uh, wanted us to stay out late and you know go drinking with them and. So all this crazy stuff, and Dave, were, Dave and I were like, oh, we have, like, a midterm tomorrow, or we have, like, a big <laughs> test, and they were like, oh, no, you got to come out with us, and we were, we just had this, 
this uh, inside joke between the two of us because we were like, oh, my God, like, they're just never going to let us, like, do our thing. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, I mean, and, and again, you don't have to get into the details, but were you guys ever partiers or were you just kind of people who, hey, you know, once in a while I'll have a drink, but it's not something that's – I don't need to get totally, you know, blasted, so to speak. Oh, no, no, it's fine. Dave and I have always – I mean, I, I, I guess I can speak for myself. I've never really been a partier. Uh, per mm-hmm. se, but you know we, you know we used to go out and enjoy ourselves every once in a while, but never sure. like that mentality, like rock star partier kind of thing, whatever. Right, right. And where were you? Um, where'd you go to school, Jeremy? I went to Middlesex Community College. Okay, okay, nice, nice. And then, and what are you doing for work now? And right now, I am an after-school teacher, after-school program teacher um, with kindergarten and first grade. Awesome. That's great. And again, I mean, it, it shows just that how much you guys care about everything you do. And you're giving back in some way, whether you're putting music out there that's going to be, you know, so impactful in people's lives or, you know, working with kids. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. no, definitely. I think everything I'm doing right now is, is rewarding in its own way. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Dave, in terms of, like you said, you guys are together trying to go to school and work your jobs and the yeah. yeah, when I um, graduated high school and, you know, we started up with the bands and music um, for work, I actually was doing the entrepreneurial route. Um, I started a web hosting business called iDigitalWeb.com, and I sold um, web hosting to tech clients, and um, I had my own server out in California. I was really tech geek, and I still am, but... Um, you know, I had my own business, and I was uh, wow. reselling server space, and that kind of gave me my thesis and my story into college. And um, I went to Merrimack College in North Andover, Mass., for a business degree. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't compete with the big guys like GoDaddy and Register.com, but it was a point right. in time where I really felt like I have accomplished something. And, you know, I, I have that entrepreneurial spirit, which spills out into my music because music not only is it music it's a business right so you know mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta keep everything aligned and coordinated but um anyway so i did that i graduated college you know jeremy and i played in different bands and then um right now i'm currently a digital marketing manager for a company that um moves data um like a database management system um work which is similar to like cool. an oracle and i do that full-time right now that's great Great. No, it's great to, I mean, I don't know what you got, what your perceptions and, and kind of that half a dozen, you know, kind of analogy, you know, some people say, hey, you have to put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak, to try to do this full time. And others don't agree and say, hey, you can still have a successful career, which you guys have demonstrated and, and have full time jobs. Um, it's challenging, but I think it's always good to have something to fall back on, too. And what is your thoughts on that? Um. Well, I actually have a funny story, if you don't mind. Quick, quick, funny story to that yeah, thought. No, no, no. Um, when we were on our one of our first tours with Ten Years, um, <laughs> our van kept breaking down, and um, we broke down even on like the first night before we went to uh, Capone's in Tennessee oh, to play gosh. with the guys and meet up with them. But when we were coming home, um, the last date when we were leaving. We got to a certain point, but the van just didn't make it, and um, everyone was pulled over, right, and the van's dead. I felt bad. 
I had to get a flight home because I had to get back to work. I just started a new job. Um, oh, and I said, guys, look, please don't hate me. I need to get a ticket home because I'm going to lose my job. Great that anyone else could have lost their job, but I was freshly new in a new position. So I literally called a taxi because Uber wasn't around at the time. And I, I took an hour taxi to the nearest airport. I bought a ticket online. It was like 300 bucks, and I flew home. But the, my point is, you got to make those impulsive, crazy decisions if you're working full-time and doing the band. You never sleep. You're always going, right? you got to juggle right. both. So it's half, half, and half, like you just said. It's a, it's what you make of it. It's what you put into it. And um, sometimes it just it takes those sleepless nights and days to, to get to your goal. Definitely. No, thank you for sharing that. That's an interesting story. I don't, I, you never told that one before, so I like that. I mean, I like it in the yeah. sense that, like you said, you had to really quickly problem solve and say, okay, either I risk losing my job or I'm just going to have to get home. Um, right. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, that's the nature, like you said, of the beast, so to speak, in terms of not sleeping a lot when you're trying to manage so many different things at once. Right, exactly. So... Okay, so yeah, so bring, I mean, bringing up 10 years, you know, you guys have toured with some major people. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, the band coming together. And, um, or actually, real quick, what is, what is, you know, bringing your other members real quick? What is, you know, what does Brendan do for a living and Anthony? You know, tell us something interesting about them. They both play guitar. They do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Brendan works at U Hall. um, And, uh, yeah, he's, He's, he's a great, great dude. Um, and Anthony works at – does he work at Hasbro now, Dave? I forget what it is. He, he did, but I believe he works for a different company right now at the moment. Or maybe okay, he's yeah. back there, but he's something like that. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so you guys are all, you know, working really hard on, on many different levels, so to speak. And, yeah, pushing this pushing this music forward. And it's it's great stuff you guys have. You never fail to let your fans down. I mean, every song you put out there is definitely – solid and just as good as the last one if not maybe better so you know kudos to that thank you very much so thank you yeah so okay so let's move forward a little bit so took you guys a little time you know it took around 2012 so you formed in 2008 you know tell us a little bit about what was going on in terms of the build-up to 2012 when you do release breaking me down and we'll talk a little bit about some of the um you know, producers you recorded, you had the opportunity to work with some really renowned individuals in the industry. So, yeah, tell us about what kind of the game plan was and what you guys were doing to get to that point of the release of your debut. Um, yeah, well, we had definitely, we have had, um, we had had a bunch of songs that we were kind of just, you know, um, trying to release separately at the time um, to put together a full album. Um we were being taken in a lot of different directions from different people about what our sound should be, and you know, um, and we were. It's kind of a battle in that sense because I think that we ultimately knew what our sound was, but I think people wanted to hear different things from us and try to try to guide us in different ways, which never really works out in the long run because you know you got to do what you're, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. So, anyways, we we were doing that. We were, you know, writing a lot, um, trying to play shows, you know, just get out there, do our thing. Um, and then eventually, 
you know, we had, uh, I think it's 12 songs on the um, Breaking Me Down. And, um, you know, we went with that and just kind of rolled with it and, and tried to see what people thought about it. And um, it was just a big learning experience in the sense that we were trying to find ourselves as far as style-wise, I think. Sure, sure. So how do you guys, you know, get hooked up with, for example, Brad Young, who, you know, has platinum LFO albums to his credit, and um, Brett Hessler, you know, former Creed bassist, Dark New Day. How do you guys get hooked up with these individuals to work on this material? Um, Brad Young was actually brought to us by um, someone who was helping us out at the time, um, which was kind of cool. We didn't really know much about him at the time, and then, you know, we kind of learned more about him. We're like, oh, that's pretty cool. He had some amazing, amazing um, harmony ideas for me. Um, that's not something I was very strong with at that point, and uh, he just blew my mind with his harmonies and all the cool things that he uh, brought to the table. Um, and with uh, Brett Hessler, we actually reached out to him um, and because he was doing a lot of different projects around that time, and um, we wanted to see if he was willing to work with us, and he was all about it, and uh, we flew over to Florida and did three tracks with him, and that was awesome, cool. too. Yeah, yeah, what would, and, and you know, and, and both of you can answer this question. I thought it would be interesting to ask this question. You know, you know, working with those people who are so seasoned and, you know, have really been around the block, so to speak, you know, what, what did you take away from them? You know, was there any, I don't, want to, I don't want to use like a, you know, kind of cookie cutter advice they gave you, but, you know, what did you learn from them? What did you take away? Or if they did give you some piece of information that was, you know, really hit home and was really relevant to your career and moving forward, um, what was that? Dave, you want to take that one? Yeah, sure. Um, I think the advice, at least what I gathered out of it, you know, is just be you, right? Be real, be authentic. Um, you know, because I think sometimes artists go into the studio, and like Jeremy was hitting on earlier with the whole sound issue, you know, mm-hmm. bands get clouded by the business sometimes. They they try to perfect themselves to something they're not, and or if they get advice from certain people that they're trying to break over to, um, and, you know, it's it feels forced, right? It doesn't sound right. genuine. And these guys just said, you know, relax, come in, let's look at the music, and um, do some pre-demoing and, you know, make some edits and, um, you know, and or if you if you feel strongly about certain parts, let's keep them. And, you know, just definitely be you, be genuine. Um, don't forget who you are as a band. Work hard knowing that this business is very difficult these days. You know, you got to give it 110, 120%. You can't sleep one of the days because, you know, someone else is going to come out on YouTube as a right. YouTuber they call as an Internet star, and they're going to take over that spot that you wanted. So it, it, it's really it, it's cutthroat like that, unfortunately. But, you know, we, we try to remain at the forefront and stay genuine as they advised. Mm-hmm. And I think something, too, that you guys demonstrate, because you, you haven't moved away from your sounds, and I think that's something, again, that I really, you know, value about you guys. I mean, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, I, I can, and a couple of pretty big musicians that I can think of off the top of my head that, you know, had told me, oh, I'm going to sell out. You know, this wasn't on the radio necessarily, but, you know, just on the side, and it was when they tried to go down, like, a different road and kind of reinvent themselves, so to speak, it didn't work because that's not them. Like you're saying, like, don't try to do, you know, don't try to become pop if you're metal. It's just probably not going to, 
you know, play out too well. Um, right. So, yeah, so I think that's cool that, like you said, you guys were authentic and you, you really stayed true to Silent Season. And when you hear a song, you know it's Silent Season, and I think that's awesome. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, okay, so you put out the Breaking Me Down, and you guys definitely had, you know, some, some traction with that, so to speak. You know, Chance was out there getting a lot of play, and uh, the album is just, you know, solid in and of itself. So you definitely were able to build a nice fan base from that. Anything else you want to add to that? And then we'll, you know, talk a little bit about some of the singles and get into uh, The War Within. Um, not, it was just, yeah, no, I think we had a lot of great songs on that album, um, it was definitely, you know, it was years of work that went into it. So mm-hmm. trying to trying to see where to go with it, um, I think that we needed the opinions of people, you know, our fans and whatnot to, to see, you know, which track we should roll with. And um, I think that we got lucky with, uh, with doing um, Chance because I think it resonated very, very well um, with our audience. And, you know, um, we, we definitely made some noise with that and, I think that set the bar for us at that point. So that was just a, it was a defining moment in a way. Yeah, yeah. And again, you guys, did you just have management or did you also have a label at the time? We've never had a label. Um, We had management at the time, yeah. Right, right. No, I knew you had the management. I just couldn't remember if you formally also were under a label at the time. Um, In terms of, you know, was were you looking for a label at that time and 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 or not did you want to try to do everything on your own just you know pull a little bit of that in and if you want to piggyback off of that Dave that's fine too so you guys go back and forth a little okay Jeremy you want to kick uh, off sure <laughs> <laughs> I think that we were looking for a label in general um we it, I think it was you know, I think that Bring Me Down was a showcase of, like I was saying before, of like what we were, what we were doing, and um, you know, we were trying to see what to come out with. And while we were doing, you know, the radio and the touring and whatnot, um, you know, we were trying to get the attention of the labels. Um, you know, because a lot of getting the attention of labels is, you know, doing doing a little bit of everything. And right. so, you know, we we were trying to get out there showcase ourselves and um and you know hopefully just had someone hoping you know hoping someone would knock on the door eventually basically okay okay so with um as we know you guys put out three singles after that i saw all the negative stars and you know definitely pushed them which was great you know i think it was a cool thing to drop some singles you know a lot of people are doing that today you don't always have to pull a full-blown album out or even an EP, you know, just kind of keeping your fans abreast of what's going on with you guys, I think is a an excellent um, avenue to take, so to speak. And so, yeah, those songs have been amazing. You know, I think, like I said, I think you guys definitely sustain yourselves when you continue to put out new music. Um, so what, let's, what led up to you eventually doing the EP? Let's talk a little bit about that, because you've been working on this for a while. Yes. Um, yeah, so we were, we, at first we were just putting out, um, I think it was the, so it was Us All First, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, we wanted to just kind of try to lay them out there and, um, you know, give give the fan base a, a taste of what's to come. Um, and then we started to put together, actually, what we had now have as the EP way back then. Um, you know, we, we were recording all the stuff 
and we were trying to, you know, solidify it and get it all going. And we just had, <laughs> we had a hell of a time trying to get everything going because of certain situations that were happening at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot of things that we had to go through to get this going basically. Cause we had the blueprints of this probably since us all, um, oh, which wow. is crazy to think now. Yeah. Oh, the blueprints of all the songs on it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that maybe, maybe two that we didn't have, but I think that okay. we pretty much had everything else going at that okay. point. Okay. And again, with what you guys feel comfortable sharing, I mean, just to again educate the audience, and especially if there's any other, you know, musicians out there that might have had challenges where they're working on music and there's these roadblocks, so to speak, and bumps in the road and, and what, you know, what you guys did to persevere and, you know, move forward and, and be able to get this done. Sure. Um, <laughs> one thing I will tell all bands is, Get things in writing. Make sure that you have mm-hmm. emails, you have documents, you have whatever um, agreements uh, between you and the recording place you're going to, and make sure that it is well known what you're searching for and what they need from you, and you know, vice versa. Um, okay. So we ended up recording um, all of our stuff, and. Um, and then we ended up, but the problem was is that the person that we were recording with ended up having a lot of different things happen um, over the course of time. So it would get put off for months and months and months at a time, and we would go back in, and then something would happen, and it would be months and months and months at a time. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just kind of so we were at the point where we were like almost held hostage because we had all of our stuff with this person and you know they they weren't really like getting it to us when we needed to um no this might so, be just to interject real quick this might be a rhetorical question I, it might not even sure. be a question you can answer so let's say once twice you know you notice these delays are happening these kind of lengthy time spans and, and not necessarily because like you said this individual might have had their own you know things to deal with in their life if mm-hmm. if it got to like the second or third time and you said, all right, this seems like it's not going well. Did you ask the individual to say, Hey, you know, just let's professionally part ways and, you know, let us take our stuff. And so we can keep working, you know, we can keep moving forward with this. Was there any, any, you know, incidents like that? So, yes. So yeah, to wrap it up, basically, um, that's exactly what ended up happening. Um, we ended up saying, you know, Hey, like, you know, we appreciate, you know, what you've done for us, yada, yada, but we need to take our stuff and, you know, have someone else, you know, finish this up for us at this point. Right. Um, and I got very lucky. Um, I actually went to a um, a forum, which is a Joey Sturgis forum, which is on um, Facebook. And um, I was searching for different people with, you know, mixing capabilities and stuff like that. And we had a bunch of people who were basically interviewing their their you know genres and styles and all their work that they had done um cool. and i came across uh Jahan gonzalez from synapse studios 
and he basically finished everything up for us. Um, and it was crazy how fast and professional he was about wow. the whole thing. So, That's yeah. awesome. And where's he, you know, give him a little plug. Where's he based out of? He is based out of Florida. Um, okay. You know, it's funny. We don't we don't know a whole lot about each other other than, right. you know, the, the music and just having a few conversations, which is really interesting. But, like, he's a really, really cool dude. I've talked to him, you know, a couple times on, you know, um, you know, Facebook and just through email and stuff like that. And that's just basically how we know each other, which is very odd, but, like, He's just really cool. <laughs> That's cool. No, hey, if it works, yeah. it works, and you know, no drama, and you got what you needed, and I'm sure he, you know, got what he needed in terms of, you know, getting reimbursed for the, uh, yeah. No, it's great. He did a great job. So he mixed it. Did he? Did he master it too? He did. He he mixed okay. and mastered three of our new songs that are on um, the EP. Okay, because the other ones had already been pretty much ready to go. Yes, the other ones were the ones that we've come out with singles thus far. So Okay, okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, now again, great job, guys, with the album. Let's um talk a little bit about one of the songs. Let's feature one of the songs now so we can uh, get your fans excited for what's to come tomorrow. Um, so, again, as I said, I've listened to it tons and tons of times. I was listening to it before the interview tonight, and... I think all the new songs, especially the newer ones, so to speak, not the singles, even though those are amazing too, you know, you did, got, you guys did an amazing job. I don't think people are going to be dis- disappointed with anything on this new EP that you have. Um, the one I picked that I, I think really hits home as a single is The Void. Again, I had a hard time, um, and I told you guys, you know, that I was going to pick one. I, I really like Despair too. I think it was kind of a toss-up between those two. Um, Demons is amazing too, but uh, so yeah, I chose the void. And yeah, tell us a little bit about this track, and you know, pull something in if you can remember where you guys were when you got the inspiration for it. Where did you write it? Um, the meaning behind it. I think it's pretty obvious that you know it deals with something potentially missing in someone's life, something that needs to be filled. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about it, and then we will uh, debut it. I think the void is mostly about um, trying to overcome. Um, depression and you know where you are from a day-to-day basis and just trying to trying to get over that and right the thing I like about you know this the song is that I think that once again like most of our music is that it goes from you know trying to or you know laying that blueprint out to you know figuring it out and you know overcoming it um, which is a big Mm -hmm. theme in our music Um, yeah And what about, where did you guys, how long ago did you write this one? Can you remember a little bit about the, you know, the time frame and, and where, you know, was it something where you came up with the melody and you said, hey, Dave, check this out? Or, you know, do you remember a little bit about the actual songwriting process with it? I do. Um, I remember that Anthony and I were sitting down and we were coming up with uh, different ideas for, like, guitar lines and stuff like that. and we just kind of evolved it. And then, you know, um, I think that from there it was a recorded thing and we brought it to the band and then we all kind of evolved it from there. So. Okay, great. Anything you want to add, Dave? It's a, it's an amazing song. I would say the bridge at first for me, uh, was a bit challenging, um, on the drumming, um, the gallop part, cause it's an ongoing okay. gallop. 
and and uh, it's it's going at a fast BPM. So I, I like challenges though um, because I like to you know kind of rise above it and nail it. And over time, it just became second nature. And playing it live, it, it gives me a rush. So it's definitely a, an exciting, fun song to play. Okay, well let's do this. I'll put you guys on hold, and we will uh, introduce the void. Okay. All right. Great. Awesome. All right. Hold on. All right, everyone. Again, you're listening to David and Jeremy from Hard Rock Metal Band Silent Season. We're going to check out their single and or one of the songs off of their new EP, The War Within, Volume 1. It is out tomorrow, so please pre-order it now and or definitely download it tomorrow on iTunes, Amazon Music, and or Google Play. So here we go, everyone. Your first listen of The Void on The Carrie Edelman Show. Check it out. I'm not way back to my own soul. Is there love found? What was never hoped? There is a void. 
right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Elman Show, The Void from Silent Season. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It is a phenomenal track, and you're going to be nothing um, but, sorry, I'm losing it. It's been a long day. Um, you are not going to be disappointed with their album tomorrow, so uh, or EP, whatever we want to call it. So check it out. It's an amazing track, and uh, Demons is also great, as well as Despair, in addition to the other three singles that will be included on the album. All right, let's bring them back on. All right, guys. Great, great, great song. I love it. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Yeah. No, I I was hearing, I was listening for that part you were talking about, Dave, with the galloping. I like that term. I've never heard that term before. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I was it was not. Uh, attention to that. It, yeah. It's, it's but, a really um, awesome part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think something, you know, that I love about your songs, too, is that you're just each time you listen, you might be able to hear something different. You know what I mean? If you're really paying attention, you know, with the different melodies going on, especially Jeremy with his vocals and the underlays. And I mean, there's just so many layers to the music. And I, I love that about it because you can always kind of pay attention to something different if you want. Thank you. Yeah. No, we definitely like to make a very full sound. So we, we add different things in there. And yeah, I, I think that you probably would be able to pick out something new every time you listen to it <laughs> yeah yeah definitely no i love that and i love that that's great um and again like you said i mean your your songs have real raw emotions in it i mean all the titles are really apropos so to speak to anyone i mean we've all had some type of a demon in our life or you know something we need to face and i think that's just what's really cool about your music is it's open to interpretation people can apply it to themselves and like you said the story throughout the song is showing this underlying theme of there is some positivity, there is a way to overcome this stuff and uh, push forward. Yeah. Cool. So, um, <laughs> The War Within. So let's, I think it's a really cool title. I think it, again, I think it has a lot of different ways to interpret it, so to speak. Um, you want to talk a little bit about how you guys came up with that title? And, you I'm know, give, give a Brennan... little bit of the symbolism behind it sure i'm gonna give brendan credit for the title um okay. we were coming up with a, a couple of different ways of saying the war within i forget what the first one was do you remember what that was dave by any chance um <laughs> i actually it escapes me sorry <laughs> yeah no i i don't remember exactly what it was but we were just kind of going back and forth of like what um something that i had come up with um, so basically, when we were, you know, going about the album artwork and we were trying to figure out, you know, what, what, you know, like it all represented in a sense. And so I was thinking about like a battle. Um, oh, I said, I think that's what it was. It inner was battle, the inner battle, the inner battle. Yeah. Um, and so I was trying to think about like a real battle, like. You know that that that's kind of where we went with the whole artwork theme or whatever, and you know the, every every song in a sense is just kind of like you know fighting yeah. yourself in a way and like trying to overcome something, and so that's kind of where that all came from. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it really encapsulates and captures the theme, like you said, of this album and and each of the individual songs and their titles. No, I think it's great. Um. Thank you. Who did the artwork for it? Um, this company called Record Time Designs. Um, okay. We do. We've done work with them in the past with uh, you know 
stars um, artwork and I think even the negative artwork too. Um, okay, really, cool. really great guy based out of Canada. Definitely, you know, check him out. Um, awesome artwork. Yeah, no, I love it. And, you know, I really love the colors of it too in terms of, you know, the different blues and almost kind of the rust and the gold. You know, what was there any symbolism or meaning behind the colors that you chose or no it was just that's what he chose because I, I really do like yeah so I got to give him a lot of credit because when I <laughs> he, he basically takes what I you know say and like just runs with it but uh I was trying to tell him that I wanted one side to be like the good side and one side uh-huh. to be like the evil side so like okay. blue I guess was the good side and red was the or orangey red was the evil um and just going at it you know like that so um, he kind of yeah, took it and ran with it. That's great. And I was just going to, when you had said kind of this struggle within, so to speak, the war within, yeah, I was thinking of that kind of, you know, the analogy of the devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other, and, you know, trying to, right, you know, kind of deal with the going back and forth um, right, right. of that. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's a, it's a great cover. It's, it definitely captures your attention. And, yeah, it's great. So Thank what you. else, Dave, what else do you want to say? Anything else about the artwork or the – title i think uh the artwork is it's perfect it definitely represents the path and uh you know what we're trying to convey the story um definitely right down the middle um you know not only we're trying to make this relatable um for our fans but i I really think the artwork and uh, the whole meaning behind this it it really represents too the the inner struggles with the band as well at times you know what i mean we have Mm -hmm. our own war within if you will you know picking what songs we want to go with uh you know what video we want to select we what we want to do you know here and there but not to get off too topic but i really think the uh, artwork really kind of illustrates that well for the people perceiving of what we're trying to do and also what we are trying to do internally as a band if that makes sense yeah no and i wanted to i was going to actually comment on it but you already said it and i was going to say yeah i mean Right, the struggles just in general that your band has or any band has, you know, for example, the challenges you were dealing with with the whole, you know, getting your music and being able to move forward. I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely considered, you know, symbolically the war within in terms of right. So, and even yeah. the industry, just the challenges, right. you know, taking it to a global level, you know, dealing with labels or management, trying to find the right fit. Um, you know, it's it's a constant battle, so to speak. Yes, definitely is. Yeah. So, so yeah. So where are you guys at in terms of? I know this is this is new. This is fresh. You know, the EP is coming out tomorrow, and, and your fans are extremely excited about it. I've seen tons of comments on your pages, and and people are really looking forward to it. You know, what's the next step in terms of? Are you going to try to, you know, push this or or look for some label interest? Um, what do you think is going to? You know, what direction do you want to try to go in with this? Um, I think that you know we're we're gonna try to push this. Um, this 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 portion of it was really um, for the fans. You know they've been waiting mm-hmm. a very very long time for us to come out with music, and understandably, you know I've gotten frustrated with the fact that it's taken so long. And I I really want wanted to give them something. So you know, or we wanted to give them something. Um, so it's really dedicated to that portion of it. Um, you know we want to definitely gain more traction as far as silent season goes with this. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to, you know, push it as much as possible, but um, we're all, you know, it's volume one also for a reason too, because um, we're in the middle of writing 
um, new stuff and recording new stuff um, as we speak, which is going to be on volume two of this. So it's going to be a two-piece um, work. Awesome. No, that sounds great. Um, yeah. What about you, Dave? Any other things you wanted to add to that? Um, just kind of echoing what Jeremy said. You know, I think we have a you know a lot of ideas. We we want to do a lot of different things. Um, you know, with figuring out what kind of you know what songs we want to push really hard as far as radio and what the fans like and kind of gauge their temperature on things. I, I think once we get a clear view of how everything is going after the release, we'll be able to definitely cr- be able to create, um, you know, a blueprint for this, uh, meaning how we want to handle shows and mm-hmm. how we want to, uh, you know, tackle um, some of these other items as far as merch and um, overall just getting the word out there. So, you know, the fan engagement, you know, for everyone listening, it's going to be very important for us because, you know, we, we, heard that they wanted new music we have the new music now and you know we want their feedback and um that will really help us gauge what we what we're going to accomplish for 2019 that's great that's great so again you know just to throw that out there for your fans right now it's going to be digital right on the three um sites the google play the amazon music and itunes and then you guys can elaborate on what else is to come yeah, I mean, we're going to – so those are going to be available tomorrow. Um, and then within the next few months, you will see that we'll have some more um, streaming services going on as far as, like, Spotify and whatnot. Um, we tried to eliminate that just for the very beginning because, um, uh, you know, I think as a as an unsigned artist, you have to realize that – you know, a lot of people go for the streaming services immediately, right? But right. it doesn't necessarily help out the artists 100% because they're not seeing any of that profit, basically, or a very, very right. minuscule amount of that. Um, right. So we just wanted to try out and see how this would go for us as far as that goes. Um, uh, but it will be coming out on all streaming, you know, and you you will be able to listen to it as well in the near future. So okay, there's that. And I know that I've seen some posts here and there about any, you know, eventually um, hard copies, any updates, you know, just in terms of maybe, you know, giving a little bit of information if there is going to be a hard copy in the future. Yep, yeah. We're, I mean, we're in the middle of a – sorry, go ahead, Dave. <laughs> no, it's okay. You can take it. No worries. No, I was just going to say, we're we're in the middle of making um, hard copies um, right now. We're just finishing up some of the artwork ideas for that. Um, we're going to be having some shows that are going to be coming up um, in the nearest future, and we're going to be, you know, putting that out locally, and then, you know, maybe um, within the near future, too, um, you know, you can possibly be able to get your hands on a, a physical copy. Cool. Okay, great. I'm really excited for you guys. I mean, this is definitely, you know, a great moment in terms of getting this out there finally. Congratulations. It's it's here. It's done. And uh, tomorrow's going to be an awesome day so that your fans can uh, finally get some new music from you guys. Yes. It's been a long time coming. We're definitely excited. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, yeah. So, what else do you guys want to, you know, just throw out there, wrap things up, and then we'll, we'll let you guys get uh, moving for tonight? Um. So, yeah, no, I mean, basically just going back to the the audience and echoing some of what Dave said, you know, 
Um, we just really need the help of all of our, you know, fan base and whatnot to to get us to these next levels. Um, it just takes a lot of participation from, you know, the fans, and we want to get, you know, more involved in that and, um, you know, get more involved with interacting with fans and, you know, doing different things to interact and, you know, having different, like, street team members and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, if you're interested in that kind of thing, definitely reach out to us. Um, you know, we, we could use all the help in the world <laughs> to uh, get us to these next levels, and I think that it starts with, you know, the fan base. So just wanted to throw that out there. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I just wanted to say um, more of a thank you and to all our fans and friends and family and even you, Carrie, obviously, for everything you do for us and, um, you know, very, very appreciative of all the support and the press and, um, you know, really getting our name out there. I mean, you know, if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be on these uh, awesome interviews. And, you know, this will help us really um, get out there and resonate and reach the people that we want to reach. And it's really, like Jeremy said, it's all it's going to be about the fans. And, um, you know, we're going to we're going to be there. We're going to respond. And, um, you know, their feedback is greatly appreciated. But again, a thanks to everyone. Uh, thanks to the team helping us out, you know, carry on the forefront with everything, and um, you know, let's you know, let's have a great 2019, and um, you know, I look forward to releasing new music as well. Cool. Well, thank you guys, and I, it's my pleasure to be supportive, and you guys have been great to work with. Um, you know, so again, I love doing interviews with you and helping you get your names out there, and the music is spot on, and you guys are great people. So it's it's a nice combination, nice package deal, so to speak. Yes. Thank yes. you so Thank much. Thank you very much to carry back off of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we did the interview. It went great. Um, you know, we'll have a podcast available within five to ten minutes after it's over. So, you know, share it. We'll let your fans know if anyone wasn't able to listen to the live interview. They can still uh, download the podcast and check it out and hear about your, your history and where you guys are at now. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Thank guys. you so much for everything, Carrie. Yeah, no, thank you guys. And also, you know, congratulations. Very proud of you guys and you did an amazing job with the VP. And uh yeah, much success with it. And we'll be in touch. Thank you very great. much. Thank you, Carrie. Appreciate All it. All right, guys. You're welcome. Have a great night. You too. Take care. Okay. You too. Take care. Bye all. All right, everyone, David and Jeremy from Silent Season, awesome interview, hour long. Definitely check it out, guys. They got into some really interesting stuff with their history and their backgrounds and how they got together and all the great things they've done with the music in the past and where they're going in the future with this new EP. So, again, The War Within, Volume 1, it drops tomorrow, but you can still pre-order it tonight if you'd like. Support these guys. You know, come on, share their pages. Get their fan, uh, get their name out there, like their stuff, and uh, let's let, help them blow up. Okay, they've they've gotten there before, but as you know, it's you know the music industry has its ebbs and flows, so to speak. So they can get there again, and this album is definitely going to uh, put them on the map. So thank you for tuning in, and please become a fan of the Carrie Edelman Show. I'm on Facebook; you can like it there. I can also be followed on Twitter and Instagram at Carrie Edelman. Um, I haven't done many interviews lately, as Silent Season mentioned, I do do some press for them, so 
been doing a lot of that and then on the side working on some other ideas and projects that I want to maybe get off the ground at some point. So I will still do interviews in the future. I've just been not doing as many as I usually do. So I appreciate the continued support and uh, please check out the interviews. I have, like I said, 225, at least an hour long comedians, musicians, filmmakers, unique stories uh, for each person that comes on my show. Thanks again and have a great night.